Welcome to Pardon My Lead, an urban podcast designed for the everyday leader in you. I'm your host and influencer, Sharina Hubbard. Today is a short introductory episode where I will be touching on the purpose of Pardon My Lead because I want to engage your mindset as a leader. We will be exploring a question that I want you to internalize, and the question is, are you a leader? Thanks for tuning in today. In my opinion, people shy away from practicing leadership because the term itself sounds powerful and scary. This can cause people to feel like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not a leader. But I hope by the end that by the end of this episode, you are able to reframe your thinking and say, oh, you know what? She's right. I am a leader. Before we get started, though, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Episode one is definitely dedicated to my late father and is actually launching today on Father's Day and as an ode to him. He was definitely the ultimate leader in the head of our household. He had high expectations for us and he always pushed us. I love that about that man. He always pushed us to be better and do better. As I said, this podcast is definitely an ode to my father, Jimmy Lee Reed Sr., the strongest leader that I have ever known. Thank you for watching over me, Dad, and continuing to push me, even in spirit. Don't catch me slipping. I also want to dedicate this episode to my two not-so-little angels, Layla and Cadence, who actually provided input on this episode, and you'll get to hear it a little bit later. Um, I got some little smart cookies. They are definitely my personal motivators. Let's go ahead and get started. As I mentioned, the term leadership can be scary. And in fact, some people think that you have to have special certifications in the area of leadership in order to be deemed a leader or act as a leader or in order to just lead. Well, I'm here to bust that myth. That is not true. In fact, I surveyed a variety of people that I feel are natural leaders in their fields and asked them what their personal definition of a leader was. Now, I do want to remind you, this is just an introductory episode, so I don't have any friends of the cast or friends of the show to interview today because I just want you to get the gist of part in my lead. So as I begin to read these different definitions of a leader to you from friends from around, I want you to take note that I find it quite interesting that the majority never directly mentioned that they are a leader. But yet they gave examples of how they view leadership by indirectly describing themselves, or at least what I feel like I see in them. This is common for humble people, people who are so invested in their work and humble about their work. They don't really brag on themselves enough or they may not see themselves as a leader and like others may see them. So my first person that I interviewed was Montrese Carson. And she's an assistant manager of a well-known hotel chain. So she deals with people day in and day out. She said, a leader is someone that knows how to lead and can speak to people. Leaders must be able to listen to others and take constructive criticism. She goes on to say that a leader is also someone that can give something back to the people. 
Leaders also have to have a little bit of backbone to deal with the many personalities of people. (laughs) Tell me about it. I know that. I go through that daily. (laughs) Even when it comes to family, you have to learn how to lead. That's interesting. For example, she says, when my father died, my family was discombobulated. So my sister had to step up and take the lead by putting how she felt to the side to ensure that our father had the proper burial. She says, we followed her lead as we always have, and this keeps our family together. Moving on, I interviewed Coach LeBlanc. She is a head coach and a girls' athletic coordinator for a Texas school, and she is actually leading the reform on gender equity. In a later episode, we will get to hear from her. But until then, I'll go ahead and read her example of what a leader is. She says, A leader is someone that is going to guide and encourage people, but also willing to follow. She says, it is not about directing people, but guiding them. True leaders can't be afraid to take direction from others. Good leaders have people, have great people, excuse me, in positions to help support the vision. She goes on to give me an example. She says, There may be things that I'm not proficient in yet, so I reach out to my other coaches for ideas in order to succeed in an area. The next person I interviewed is J.J. Reed, and he is definitely a risk taker (laughs) and an owner and founder of a new cake business. He summed up what he felt a leader was using an acronym to spell out leader. He said a leader is learning, educating, adapting, driven, enduring, and responsible. I also interviewed Tamika Christie. She's an elementary educator. She said, in my opinion, a leader is someone that possesses the qualities it takes to make me want to follow them. They make me want to be a better version of myself either by them guiding me or just by their actions. Leaders are able to motivate people to want to work and do the work. There is a difference between managing the worker and leading the worker. People want to follow behind strong leaders that believe in the same things that they do and are passionate about their work. Couldn't agree more. I also interviewed an executive director of communications for a Texas refinery. She said, a leader is somebody that is able to stand in their truth and have a positive mindset. Being a leader is a 24-hour job that you must be able to do. Leaders have to know when to speak and when to let others drive the conversation. Leaders are naturally part of solutions. And at times, they have to be willing to roll with the majority. Leaders have to be great examples for the people and be willing to positively affect change. Sometimes leaders do face the fear of speaking out because there is a fear of receiving backlash. I wonder if some of this is sounding familiar to um, you listeners. Um, I know that this was not rehearsed. Um, They sent me or spoke over the phone or sent me their definition of a leader, and I really wanted it to be personal. 
And so far, they all hold true to what I believe a leader is. And I'm hoping that some of this is resonating with you. I have three more people that I interviewed. Two are my daughters and one is a head basketball coach for a college team. So Cadence Hubbard, my child, I love her. If you know Cadence, you will love her too. (laughs) She's a National Honor Society member and she's actually getting ready to go into her freshman year in high school. But I want you to listen to what her definition of a leader is. She says, A leader is not necessarily someone who takes action all the time, but surveys the situation and goes through scenarios in their head before seeking the resolution. I don't associate being bossy with being a leader. A boss demands everyone to do what they ask and not allow others to speak up. Bosses tend to think that they are the only ones right and do not accept constructive criticism. In some cases, it is okay to make decisions on behalf of an organization but it is not okay to not include opinions and thoughts of others. Y'all, that is from the mouth of a 14-year-old who has a lot of life to live still. And look at how wise that, that response was. Coach Yak Denson, head coach of a college basketball team, says, a leader is someone that holds themselves and others accountable. Leaders let their actions speak through their work. Leadership is mostly natural and sometimes can't be taught. Leaders set examples for others to learn and grow from. And lastly, my little Layla, she's the oldest child. She's going into her senior year of high school. And I bet she was like, mom, I'm out of school. I'm really not trying to answer this question. But I thought it was very important for me to interview or survey people from Um, all over the spectrum, um, all different age groups. It was interesting. Her answer is pretty short, but um, I really feel like it holds true as well. So Layla Hubbard is a National Honor Society member, and she's also a customer service representative. She says, she stated, excuse me, that a leader is someone that takes initiative and aims others in the right direction. Wow. So in all of these, there's an underlying theme. And as you begin to, you remember the question I asked in the beginning, are you a leader? You heard those different responses from the various people. Was there something in any of those responses that you see in yourself? More than likely there was. The underlying theme in all of these definitions, in my opinion, are leaders serve, they provide insight and guidance, they motivate others, they listen with their ears. And what I mean by that is sometimes when people come and they want to tell us something, this is something I really had to work on too as a leader. I always want to offer input right away, right away. Somebody's telling me something, I'm automatically trying to um, offer input. I had to learn how to practice wait time, had to let them tell me, had to listen with my mouth shut and my ears wide open, because if you don't, sometimes you miss something or sometimes people just want to talk to you and they don't want a response from you. So remember that part right there. Listen with their ears. And I bet a lot of you already do that. Leaders also part of the theme is they seek collaboration. They are responsible and they hold themselves accountable. 
And we can even go further to say leaders don't only hold themselves accountable, accountable, but they hold others accountable. And that is not that I don't mean that in like a negative way. That means checking in on your friends, checking in on yourself. Okay, how where are we at on this? Where are we at on this? Um, I do kind of I don't want to stray off too far, but I want to talk about how my sister is um, actually planning like a boom release and a birthday party for uh, my father, my late father. And this is the first year I've ever wanted to um, celebrate or um, do something like this. But she's always done and I've never participated. When I tell y'all she has put together, like, she's she's blown my mind. She has, and I didn't want any parts of it. I know that probably sounds awful, but I didn't want to take the reins on anything. I offered my input, and I like that about, this is why I feel like she's a leader. Like, she wanted input from everybody, but at the same time, she also held all of us accountable. Okay, you said you was going to bring this, or don't forget, we're reaching a deadline. You got to, so she, she, like, she stayed on top of it. That's what leaders do. And then she didn't make us feel bad if we forgot a deadline or anything like that. But she, you best believe she held us accountable. <laughs> so like I said, um, I bet this sounds a lot like many of you. And this is probably because you are a natural leader in your field, in, in your family, and even amongst your social groups, your friend groups. But the problem is you may not know this or you may just be too nervous to own the title because you're quote unquote, not certified in the field. Y'all, we don't need a certification to be a leader. We lead every day. You don't need a special certification. You don't need letters behind your name. You don't need letters in front of your name. You're a leader. Today, I encourage you to jump on the leadership train and rid your brain of such negative thoughts, because not only are you holding yourself back, you're missing out on the opportunities to grow others or grow with others. My personal definition of a, of leadership or of a leader is someone that is willing to serve for the greater and common good of others. Remember, that can be your social group. That can be your work group. That could be your family. You're serving for the common good of others. Leaders often put others' needs before their own without even realizing it. How many days have you gone without eating or minutes have you gone without eating? Um, Maybe you're in the kitchen cooking and you're trying to make sure you have a big old party over and you're trying to make sure everyone ate and you forgot to eat. (laughs) That's a leader. Or maybe you're so busy with the hustle bustle at work and you're trying to make sure people are getting through with projects and lending a hand where you can lend a hand and you forget to eat. That's putting others needs in front of yours. And is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. That's something that you do naturally. You don't go to anybody and say, I didn't eat because of you. You'll be like, oh, I didn't eat. We got a lot of projects done today, but I forgot to eat. Let me, you know, scarf something down real quick. You're a natural leader, you. Do you hear me? You. Yes, you. You're a natural leader. Go grow other people. Don't miss out on your opportunities to grow yourself. And not to get too far off track, I know I said this already, but I'm really enjoying um, this episode and really enjoying talking to you all. And again, I remember I said this is going to be a short episode, but I do want to share a quote that I found the other day. I recently read a Socrates quote that I just fell in love with. And he says, smart people learn from everything and everyone. Average people from their experiences. 
Stupid people already know everything. Let me read that again to make sure it resonates with you. Smart people learn from everything and everyone. Average people from their experiences. Stupid people already know everything. I don't know about you, but I do not want to fall in the stupid category. I'm not going to lie. Once upon a time, I did. I thought I knew everything. I don't know if it's because like, I had to grow up pretty quick and I thought I knew everything. So when people would tell me stuff, they'd be like, I know, I know. I would say all the time, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know, I know. Well, I had somebody bring that to my attention. They said, do you realize that every time I tell you something or try to share something with you, you say, you know. And I didn't. I didn't realize that. It was just a habit. I didn't realize that. And I think I was probably coming off as maybe a smart ass and I wasn't trying to be. So once upon a time, yes, I fell into the stupid um, people category. Raise your hand if you have ever attended a conference or professional development so much so that you felt like you can actually get up there and do the presenter's job or even co-present with the presenter. You know, those ones that you've sat in like, oh my gosh, I went to this last year. I did it the year before. Or you're mandated to go to every year. I know you can't see me, but I'm definitely raising my hand right now. I've been to so many different professional developments or conferences where I'm like, I heard this before I or I can get up and help the presenter with this. So the question is, why do we keep attending these things? It's simple, y'all. We are leaders. And aside from the fact that some things are mandatory, we are seeking new information that we didn't catch before. I often joke that <laughs> it's not really not a joke. It's kind of sad, actually. But I often joke that life didn't give me the opportunity to choose whether I wanted to ever be a leader or not, because it just kept throwing me in situations where I had no choice. And I want to share one of those situations. This is the part where I want you to think back. As I'm sharing and reminiscing about a situation where I felt like that, um, that I can think back, as far as I can think back, like this is when I was probably a leader and didn't know it, or this was a natural leadership capability and I didn't, I didn't realize it. I was young. So I think back to a time in fifth grade. I remember coming home to like an empty house. And I say home, it, it was home to us, but it was a little small apartment, um, my sisters and I lived with my mom at the time. And so I was in the fifth grade and I got home to an empty house and my mom was out and about and my sisters were probably somewhere after school playing with friends. Time went by and my sisters came home and there was still no sign of my mother. Right. So it's late, though. It's pretty it's pretty late. There's no sign of mother. No homework's been done. No baths have had no food is on the table. Like none of this. It's it, mom's still not anywhere around. No, no idea where she's at. I know what you're thinking. But no, I did not call for help because this was not uncommon behavior from my mom. Um, she was definitely struggling with her own demons. Um, and I still pray for her quite a bit. But she was definitely struggling, struggling with her own demons. Instead of calling for help, what I did was I just went on into the kitchen to prepare a meal for my sisters and instructed them to go get their baths in while I cooked. While I cooked, excuse me. 
I'm not trying to bore you or tug at your empathetic heart. I just wanted to use this as an example of natural leadership. Now, I'm in fifth grade, y'all. I didn't have a special certification, no letters behind my name, no letters in front of my name. There was nothing that certified me as a leader in fifth grade. And in fact, the probably the only thing I knew about that term was who was leading the line for that day. Like who, you know, in, in elementary, you have your line leader for the week or the day or anything like that. That's probably the only thing I knew about that word leader. I could have joined the panic mode with my sisters. Like, where's mama? Where's mama? I could have joined that panic, but something inside of me told me, nope, that's not what you're going to do, Sharina. You're going to get in that kitchen, you're going to cook, you're going to make sure your sisters get baths and all y'all get in the bed. The only thing in that moment I was worried about is trying to make sure that my sisters were taken care of. Remember what I said earlier? That's that natural leadership. You make sure you're taking care of everybody else. You make sure everyone is taken care of. And you put your your needs, I mean, excuse me, you put their needs in front of yours. Was I scared? Absolutely. Was I worried about my mom? Absolutely. Was I afraid that she may not show up? Absolutely. And to be honest, she didn't even come home that night. So now I'm up. I'm getting everybody ready for school. I'm walking my sister to the babysitters. I've missed breakfast at school. All of the all of these things. But I still wasn't panicking or putting my feelings before my sister's feelings. I wanted to make sure business continued as usual, even though mom wasn't there. I say that to say this, natural leaders step in to fill in where they are needed or where they see a need. I know I am more than likely preaching to the choir, but I don't ever want you to lose that trait. I know y'all naturally have this trait. Don't lose it. Some people might think, oh, people think I'm a pushover or people think I'm weak or I'm always doing stuff for other people. Nobody cares about me. And no. Just get all that out of your head. Keep doing what you naturally do as a leader. Keep doing it. Because even though someone may not be thanking you right now, on down the line, you might, you're going to get that thank you. Or maybe you're planting a seed in someone and they're learning from you. And then they're going out and they're paying it forward. So don't stop. I do think of myself as a servant leader. I'm constantly trying to figure out how to help grow people. You may like, you know, excuse me, like. I laugh about this. I'm always trying to grow somebody. I'm like, oh, Lord, here she goes with, with trying to grow me. Um, I feel like I'm like a personal cheerleader that you didn't necessarily ask for, but it's, I'm like always on the sideline. I'm always on your sideline cheering. Now, you didn't ask me. You didn't ask for a cheerleader, but I'm cheering. Anyone that has come in contact with me can probably attest to me pushing them to do more at one point in their life. That's what led me to design this podcast, Part in My Lead. I feel that we, all of us, can journey through leadership together. In future episodes, we will continue exploring the term leadership through real-life experiences, real-life scenarios, and conversations with natural leaders. Now, you just heard my voice today, but in future episodes, I'm going to tap into these natural leaders, these people that probably don't even think that they're a leader or people who know they're a leader and then have something to share. I want to thank you for tuning in and please don't forget to subscribe to Party My Lead. And most importantly, I want you to go lead great 
on purpose.